Riley, I want to talk to you about the incoming death of live streaming content. This is interesting. All right. Okay. Yeah. Something so, that, something that um, I was pretty heavily involved in for a while. Exactly. Then. Yeah. And I, that's, that's exactly what I'm curious to get your take on it. As somebody who was part of the, the live streaming, as pseudo as a side hustle, but really as kind of a parallel hustle at times during COVID, right? It, it started off as a well. You always wanted me to stream, right? Like you were like, I you never stream. It's just my, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think I encourage. That. I don't know why I would say that. <laughs> for, for a very long time, Dennis was like, you should stream, right? You've got it's just money on the table. You've got a, a small little following. You can you, you can definitely turn this into something that's going to make you some money. You have and to play magic in your spare time for your job, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it sort of lined up, but I didn't want to because I didn't have the time or the energy because I was like flying around to events and doing you know the podcasts. The energy is stuff. the real is the real currency, the real hidden currency. I yeah. My hot take, Riley, and I want to get back to you streaming the stream. My hot take, having done, and I want to hear you about this, having done content creation as a job mm, yeah. for a couple of times, is when content creators say, oh, you don't understand how difficult it is making content. Yeah. It's not. It's not. I, 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 th- I agree that it is more difficult than some might assume or than it looks. Mm-hmm. But it is easier than any other "quote unquote" real job I have ever had. Okay, any other job that you've had, but you've had very difficult and complex jobs. You've worked as a radiologist, and you've worked yes, as a- but I've all, but I also haven't worked as like bar staff. I haven't done that, which is famously harder, or like a busboy in a restaurant, or in retail, or yes. a, or on an oil rig, or as a taxi driver, like. Well, these Which jobs are, are difficult. All these jobs are difficult, and they're, they're they're difficult in different ways. I don't know. I don't really. F- I I don't really fall for the argument that like content creation is not a real job and it's not easy and all that sort of stuff because there are pressures that come with the, with that job that are horrific. Like they're so just bad for you and and your psyche. The things that I guess being a content do, creator makes you you have a minute want by minute. You you and everybody else at your job has a minute by minute public employee review. In yeah. view in viewership yes. numbers, yeah, and then there are other things about it. Like, if you're saying the actual the actual creation of content, the mechanics, right? like yeah. the the sitting down to actually make the video or the stream or whatever, the difficulty in that depends from day to day, and also the nature of the content you got. There are some people who put hours and hours and hours of effort into ten minute videos, and there are other people who just upload other people's content and then record themselves laughing over the top of it. And so that yes, yeah, there's I guess that's a difference between being a New York taxi driver and being the only taxi driver in the middle of some town in the middle of nowhere, right? Mm, okay, that's interesting. I guess what I think, I guess where my frustration with that narrative comes from mm. is by virtue of the the professional we're talking about, which is to say public facing content creation, look at me, I have an opinion to share. Mm. People complaining about people complaining about content creation is disproportionately high. I see people saying, um, actually, this is a really hard job so much more than I hear people saying, you guys have it easy. Because I think people complain about it more often and more visibly. And it does get people riled up because there are those who think that it isn't a real job and shouldn't shouldn't be subject to any discussion about, like, how difficult it is, right? But, mm. all right, I'll give you a different example, right? You know, you and I, you and I used to do a bunch of, um, we were involved with, like, broadcasting magic, right, as part of the yeah. live streaming thing. And any time there, there was an event that, a major like magic event that didn't have a stream and this still happens today people would be like 
how hard could it possibly be? Like real, oh, yeah. real Arrested Development. It's a banana, Michael. How much could it cost? Ten dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. Except in the opposite direction, because they'd be like, "Why don't you just put on a stream, right? Like, why don't you just put up some lights and a camera? Like, how much could it cost?" It's like, well, first of all, internet will would cost a hundred thousand dollars sometimes, yeah, right? Whatever. Like so much? No, not ten grand. Bargain. Yeah, it depends on the venue, I guess. Yeah, if you're at a big venue, is that like one of the major Magic GPs or something like that? The internet would cost you fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. depending on where you are, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all this hidden stuff that people don't realize. Like, look at oh, how hard could it be? Sit in front of a camera and talk to it, make a make a little video every week or whatever, or even every day. But the stuff that came with content creation that really wrecked me and ended up with me just not doing streaming, the stuff that I still struggle with now, making podcasts and stuff, is that first of all. It is one of the least collegial jobs that you can think of. As in it's isolating? Is that what you mean? It's not only isolating, but it is zero sum. Yes, you can't... Wishing, yeah, wishing, wishing well for your colleagues is taking directly from your own plate in some ways. And I, I always tried to, you know, have the rising tide lifts all boats mentality and tried not to resent other people for their success and try to look at things you know let's 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 not be crabs in a bucket here but at the end of the day like if someone's watching your stream it means they're not watching someone else's mm-hmm. and yeah, so that's, that's that true. and that's that's crushing it's really crushing to whenever you talk to anyone who's in the same position you have this like oh man it's so nice to talk to someone who's going through the same thing but let's not support each other professionally mm, that is very, you know? very difficult and you can sort of get around that a little bit like you can co-stream with people and you can do stuff but at the end of the day like it's a big pressure and the other thing is this is something that I experienced coming from teaching and going into content creation is when the bell rang at the end of the day and the kids left, I'd straighten out the classroom and I'd get stuff ready for the next day. But broadly speaking, like my workday was over. Mm, the separation. And, now, that's something I've struggled with for sure, even with non-content creation jobs, is the separation yeah. between work and life is, is hard. And when you're working for yourself as a content creator, there is no distinction. No, because agreed. you make your streaming schedule and you decide how much you're going to put out each week. And every time you sit down to do something that isn't stream, you're like, I could be streaming. Or you, know? you could be editing clips to post on Twitter or you could, or be, it could be doing to whatever, something. You know. And what it, the, re- the when it was at, the, at its worst to me with streaming is like I would get a new game that I'd been looking forward to and I'd start playing it. And then I'd be like, I should stream this. And I it's a completely that, different yeah. experience because you're not you don't enjoy it in the same way when you stream it because it has you have to be entertaining. You can't go and just like figure something out the game you can't pause it and read about it on wikipedia for 15 minutes or you know the game's wiki because you need to figure out a certain puzzle or you don't like you have to put on a performance Mm. the entire time completely changes the way that the game is played i'm not trying to i'm not trying to make the claim that content creation is easy oh sorry is is difficult right i'm not trying to say that it's a real i just think i think i I think it's martyred disproportionately i agree with that assessment certainly yes i i think that and i think that's what i'm expressing more than anything else I, I and I, I find it probably as irritating as you do when people are out there being like, "Oh no, being a content creator is exhausting. It's this, it's that, it's the other thing." It's like, and, and the annoying thing is there is, you know, nursing is exhausting. Mm. But when nurses and teachers and doctors and firefighters and oil rig workers, I guess, um, give voice to their, um, uh, like their frustrations about work, they're usually telling a few mates or their family who are like, "Oh mate, that's tough." Whereas when a content creator does it, they're telling an established audience of thousands because that's, that's the nature the of their job. Yeah, I think it's that's fair. Yeah, I think I think I'm responding to the disproportionate nature of the complaint mm. rather than the essence of the complaint. Because look at it this way, right? Every time there's a strike, that is effectively 
It's that's cut from the same cloth as people complaining, but that's just people complaining about their jobs in a very organised manner. What right? I mean, Riley, what are these writers complaining about? Just get up, punch up, punch up a few scripts, make 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 and make that Marvel movie funnier, and then go home. It's not that yeah. hard. Have yeah, but even like, but even some, even <laughs> even a, a a profession that has the near universal respect of everyone, nurses, doctors, when they strike, when teachers strike, it's like, oh, they're lazy. Get back to work. They just, you know, yeah, what, that's what, so. Yeah, right. It's uh, the teachers and teach, teachers and nurses and doctors is super weird. I guess doctors are a little different because some people think doctors are overpaid, but nobody thinks teachers and nurses are overpaid. I don't, I, or at least they they're delusional if they think so. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, it's one of those things where people flip flop so quickly between being like, "Yes, woo, let's bang pans out the window during the pandemic because we love yeah. doctors and nurses and they're saving." Oh, but don't actually pay them. The fabric, fabric, yeah, don't pay them. Come on, I'm not paying taxes. Are you joking? Yeah, yeah. but and, and and so I think again, not trying to make content creation sound like it's on the same level as nursing or teaching or doctoring because it's definitely not. But there is a level of that sort of. When anyone complains about their job, everyone just does this whole big "what about?" Oh, what about this? What about that? You know, yep. I've for Yorkshireman style, yeah, yeah, and and we see this with teaching because if if a teacher starts to complain about teaching on a on a like on on Twitter, right? If there's a a, a thread that takes off about a teacher complaining, fuller replies <laughs> being like, "Oh, it must be terrible to have ten weeks of paid holiday a year. It must be terrible to have to babysit children all day and just play games and sing songs and wipe mm-hmm. runny noses." It's like you have a fundamental misunderstanding of what goes into teaching. And I think the people who complain about content creating complaining complaints, uh, it's similar. They don't have an understanding of what is going on. Having said that. Oh, I agree. That, I agree. They think point. you're playing video games five hours a day. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of it, certainly. And again, not trying to say that content creation is as important or difficult or as vital as something like nursing or teaching. Um, but as ever, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle there. Well, anyway, this was not my streaming, original. So streaming's uh, dying. Plan for the topic, let's, let's get back to that because I, I want to. I want to get into this. Yeah. So with you know the world progressing the way it is with technology mm. and with attention mm. spans shortening, everything is sort of boiled down and distilled down to quote unquote its purest form, but really just its like oh, corest form. I, I, are we are we about to get into NPC chat? Yeah, we are, dude. Oh, dude, I, I love this. I want to talk this. about NPC I love, live streams, Riley. I love. I thought there, I thought there, I thought there was a mild chance you hadn't seen this because I know you don't really have a TikTok account or anything like that. But for those people who don't know, on TikTok, this is true of many platforms, but on TikTok, mm. you can live stream, obviously, and people mm-hmm. can use money to buy you little gifts, and the gifts are just little things that appear on the screen. It's like very a hot, similar a hot to dog icon or, 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 yeah, or buying bits on Twitch. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much exactly the same thing, but it applies a little video filter and maybe it puts a little hat on you or maybe mm. it gives you little sunglasses or maybe a little hot dog emoji. Like a pops. rainbow Correct. pops up or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the real thing about these ones is some of them are extremely cheap. Yeah. Like we're talking real bottom of the barrel, individual cents, amounts of money. Oh, no. Some of them are like <laughs> less than a cent. Yeah. But some of them are like 20 bucks. Yeah. So there are these live streams now, which people I think excellently have dubbed NPC live streams because the people doing them can't possibly be real, three-dimensional, yeah. actualized human beings. Yeah. Where you sit on 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 on, on a live stream, often doing a sort of idle animation. Yep. The way like uh, someone in a fighting like, game does when they're standing but you haven't pressed any buttons yet, where they're like bobbing back and forth a little bit. Like a war, uh, like then, a World of Warcraft pl- uh, character who has pulled aggro but hasn't yet started attacking exactly yeah but and you'll get a hot dog and then go mm, hot dogs 
and you get a love mm. heart and you go, love that. And they go, mmm, yeah. hot dog. Mmm, hot dog. Yes, yes, yes. And that's the stream for hours. Yeah. It is you reacting to the drip feed of tiny, almost individually valueless, but cumulatively quite valuable mm. emojis that TikTok is sending your way from the audience ponying up money to do it. It's your your soundboard, a human soundboard from like two thousand and eight. That's, inter- that's the other thing I was going to point out is the reactions are all the same, right? Like every it is so every time the hot dog comes up, every hot the, dog must be equal. You have your hot dog line. You don't you don't riff on. Because that was like when I had subs like come in or donations or whatever when I was doing it, I would always try to make them a bit more individualized. So it didn't sound like I was just a human soundboard. But the whole point of these things is that. You the, the the viewer presses the button, the hot dog appears, and then the streamer says the line, and they don't say anything else. They never they don't vary it. That's the point of the stream. No, I when I first saw this, I was like, this is incomprehensible. Um, and then I realized what was happening, and it didn't take me that long to figure out like what it was and how they were making money and that sort of thing. And it really baffled me when the, one of the comments on because it just sort of posted on Twitter, you know, something like, oh look, the the downfall of mm-hmm. not just of streaming but of civilization. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, kids in there was it posted games. by a person with a, with a, with a, with a marble statue profile picture that's a reference it, to it, the it, Patreon exclusive it, chat we it, had at the start bloody well could have been anyway no um the um the comment was imagine trying to explain this to someone 20 years ago and it's like all right okay this isn't that weird i could explain this to someone 20 years ago back in 2003 oh so there's a thing where it's it's like television except it's um uh, except it's on your computer with the internet and people can interact with you and they like pressing a button that makes you do a certain reaction they get paid for it every time. Yeah, it's like it's like when people say, imagine trying to explain this to a caveman. Well, a caveman's ridiculous because you probably couldn't communicate with a caveman, but like a medieval English peasant, even yeah. then, you could, even if they speak English, there's no way you could communicate, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. It has to be someone from like the late 1800s. Pre-industrial revolution is probably the sweet spot, right? But that's, but that's the same as anything. Try to explain an airplane yeah. to them. Try to explain internal, try to, try to explain a hot shower to them. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, but Nikki Nikki uh, bought a book a while ago that she thought would be interesting, and it ended up being not as interesting as she hoped. And the book uh-huh. was called and Nikki, I'm sorry if I get some of the details wrong because I haven't read it myself. It was called Where, Where's My Flying Car, and oh, yeah. the yeah. notion was supposed to be like all this futurism stuff. She thought yeah. was going to be like okay, we thought we'd have you know how how it's turned out to be wrong because you know all those ads that are like you know oh you'll receive your facts on the beach and you'll have a robo butler to mix you cocktails and n- <laughs> you'll none of that stuff your, right? your facts on the beach where is my beachside facts, facts exactly oh dear um, but she was like so it was a little bit of that but she mm. was like mostly Dennis it was about the mechanics and aerodynamics and infeasibilities of building a flying car <laughs> so in detail uh, so well. <laughs> Dennis, they say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but it sounds like Nikki actually should have judged this book by its cover. Where's or my flying ta- car? Let me explain yeah. why it isn't isn't, yeah. isn't in front of you. Yeah. Taking it at face value. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, first of all, I love that these MP, NPC live streams are called NPC live streams. NPC yep. is such an excellent insult. So, so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, I don't know how long it can last because some people have to be doing it ironically. And by doing it, I mean paying the money. Because that's the only thing keeping it alive, right? Not just from like a, the motivation to do it is the money. The content doesn't exist without a steady stream of hot dog emojis. Like, But it's also, it's, it's a numbers game, right? Like uh, there, there's one, there's one woman in particular who is, I think like the face of it, more or less. The one who like pops popcorn in a, um, in a, in a hair straightener as she's doing mm-hmm. it. It's a very just weird gimmick. Um, but I think it's just a numbers thing because if 
you don't the people who you're saying the the money will eventually eventually run out, but these are people who maybe watch the stream for an hour and spend a dollar, you know. But they can't be getting that much out of it. That's what happened. When we went to Vegas and we play, and Steve likes slot machines, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he like puts puts eighty bucks in or whatever, and he wants to. He, he's leaning into it. He wants to sl- sl- smack the button a bunch of times, and then the machine does a big glowy special thing. Like yeah. One one of the Game of Thrones machines we tried, he smacked the button a bunch of times, and then it turned into a tower defense game. And uh, with all these other mechanics, the game never stops to explain to you. And it's yes. just like, go, go, go. Another one, the screen extended out from the base of the machine to make it, instead of being like a t- two-foot tall screen, an eight-foot tall screen. Like, they'd hidden all this real estate behind the mechanic and all this stuff. <laughs> okay. But I like how the slot machines didn't ex- don't explain the rules to you because that makes it more likely that you'll win. Oh, there's so few decisions. It's totally irrelevant. Um, but it's like, it's like, oh, J- Jorah Mormont has arrived to help you defend against the White Walks. You're like, is that good? Am I? Yeah. Okay. Seems good. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of lights are flashing numbers. Yeah, that now. must be good. Yeah. Um, but Jeff, when we were playing slot machines, was like, I, it's not that I'm upset that I lost. Mm. I get so little dopamine out of the bit that I'm supposed to be getting the Skinner box dopamine out of. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not above it. I'm not going to pretend I'm above it, but it doesn't work for me i don't understand and that's how i feel about these npc live streams the use case of i've look i subscribe to people on twitch i subscribe to you on twitch i subscribe mm. to broxa on twitch right now to mm. be like hey and that's me voting with my wallet in a kind of hey i want to support this person mm-hmm. and i'd love to give half of it to jeff bezos personally yeah um that's a i love that about it it's perfect yeah. um, I, I want to support my favorite content creator and my favorite billionaire if there were, only there was one easy, easy way, way to do right? both these things in one transaction yeah and it's nice when he's like oh thanks john jack for the 10 month reset or whatever cool yeah neat neato what is the what do i get i don't is it just the tiny 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 dopamine hit of being like i push button yeah. make person do thing yeah for some people that's enough like I, I when i was when i was streaming you, you'd see the clips that people would take of their um of the stream and a lot of times it was blah 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 has resubscribed for six months and then me go blah, 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 welcome back six months blah, blah great to have you blah, 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 right clipped by blah 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 mm. and they just I don't know it, it, if it works for people it works for people and I, I'm never going to throw shade on people who are out there like securing the bag in a way that is oh look if the, if that's the way the world and I don't is, think I don't think you're coming at it from that angle either no no. I, I'm concerned about the implications this has for content as for uh, not this isn't just content but like and not in like the same civilization thing I'm concerned about boiling everything down to its most convenient simplest form is bad and means that we don't get good nice things sometimes I think That's streaming ir- irrespective of the NPC thing I think streaming is just on the way no maybe not out but down right we had a high watermark during the pandemic. The bubble, everyone the bubble, was at home. The, yeah, <laughs> but, the bubble of like the hype bubble of like streaming and esports is also coming down overall. I think. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. I just don't think there is as, there's not as much wind in the sails, and part of that is because there was, as I said, this high watermark during the pandemic that hasn't stuck around now that people you know want in person live events anymore mm-hmm. and don't and also aren't sitting at home without their boss over their shoulder. For their, you know, working the two hours of their eight hour eight hour workday, they then have to find a new way to waste the other six. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I guess I'm kind of checked out of it as well, so I don't really mind if it crashes and burns or takes off. But um, yeah, when you say it's the it's the downfall, the end of live streaming, I'm just like, okay. Well, all right, that's fine. If if we were back in time, pandemic mm. Riley, height mm. of streaming Riley, 
Mm-hmm. Would you have done an ironic NPC live stream? I don't think. Well, maybe. Like, I don't think I would have. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Did Twitch have the support for that? Um, it does I guess, with channel points, I suppose. No, but you can't make individual things appear, yeah. right? No, for money, I, you would have had to. You would just have to get a TikTok account. Wait, no, no, no. You could. Yeah, no. There were there were things that you could do with the channel point. Um like soundboard apps you could make it so they could only activate it with bits there are actually some like there are some australian comedians who had enormous like hundred um option soundboards that you could activate with bits and you know these this is like 17 bits which one bit is one cent um and then a little thing would yeah appear on the screen or something funny or silly would happen so i guess you could yeah yeah you could oh you could have done it I, could, I want to point out that <clears throat> this version of the NPC live stream that is just reactions only <clears throat> is even more distilled than the version we had on TikTok prior to this. I'm not sure if you saw this. What was that? So a famous one or a popular one, maybe not popular, a high visibility one. Yeah. Was this guy who would have a filter over his face and it looked like he was crying or like about to cry, right? Yeah. And he would build a house of cards. And if he donated a galaxy... Um, which I think was, I think it's either 10 or $20. It's like a real one, dollar. Amount. One whole galaxy. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, it would make a little galaxy appear. And he had it written on on the wall behind him or on like mm. the text on the screen. It would say, um, uh, if I get, every, every, every time I get a galaxy, I have to knock down the house of cards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just, that is very, very smart. That's and very, someone, very smart. That's a, and that's a someone smart would setup. download the video of him doing this like three hours and, yeah. He does, of course, he builds the house of cards agonizingly slowly, especially the last one where he's like, Oh, guys, please, no, please don't make me do it again. And he was doing this like whiny baby voice, and yeah, invariably, course, yeah. people would do it. Yeah. And everyone's laughing all the way to the bank. I guess the audience isn't up to the bank, but they're, they get what they wanted. They're, they're laughing all the way away from the bank. But but this NPC live stream is like, well, we don't need a galaxy. We'll take hot dogs and love hearts yeah. and we'll just go volume over value. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if this guy's getting... There's even less content because at least but, you can argue there's a little bit of tension in the other one. Like, But this guy, it, it's inefficient, right? He's building a house of cards over the course of, you said, let's, it's, I think three hours is probably too many, but let's say... Oh, let's, no. Let's, oh, let's oh, oh, Jake, oh, over three hours, I think he would build and break the house of cards. He would build and break the oh, house I of cards you... maybe five or six times. Okay, so let's say half an hour. Every half an hour, he's building a house of cards, right? That's $20 every half an hour. $40 an hour? Peanuts. Peanuts for Australia. Peanuts. For the big money that Bezos takes half of? Unbelievable. Um, Yeah, no. The other thing, I want to come back to something that you mentioned before when you said popular. I don't think that these streams are actually that popular in the way that people imagine they are looking at them. I think there are one or two that have really taken off, especially there's that, that one girl, the ice cream so good girl, right? Um, and I've seen more, much like the Contagraph thing, I've seen more parodies of them than they have actual ones. Exactly. And I think that there are tons of people out there being like, oh, I could do that. And they're making sense, if that, right? Um, and the people who want to get up in arms about it are looking like, oh, look what everyone's doing now. It's the, you know, it's the, the downfall. You're sort of taking it like, oh, live streaming is on its way out. But there are people who look at that go, oh, oh I was, it's I, the downfall I, I, of civilization. I, I just wanted a hyperbolic opener. I think in two weeks, no one will be doing this anymore and we'll be back to where we are and Ninja will still be a millionaire. I don't think things are changing. <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing to note about this, this is something I always say when, when I'm, whenever I'm talking to anyone who has that, well, kids and their phones energy, right? Mm. I'm not saying you're being like that, but this is just something to keep in mind. When Pulp Fiction 
paperbacks were made available. I'm not talking about the film. I'm talking about actual, like where the term pulp fiction comes from. Like, Which is fiction produced on cheap pulp paper, meant to be like consumed and then just kind of discarded, right? Almost disposable books, right? So this is just rubbish fiction that is printed again. Yeah, it's on rubbish. It's rubbish fiction on rubbish and sold typically at train stations for not very much money. This is, you know, 100 years ago or so. And these books, these books, Dennis, something that famously adults Mm -hmm. are saying that kids don't read anymore, right? These books were the source of a moral panic. They were saying these. This will result in the the downfall of society, the downfall of civilization. You know, young people exposing themselves to such filth, such cultureless, vapid, wasteful nonsense. Right? It's it's the end. It's the end times. And now it's just TikTok instead of Pulp Fiction. And um, Pulp Fiction is where we get like you know things like Tarzan and Zorro, those are characters from that sort of era and it's where you get it's, it's modern superhero comics come from that as well. Yeah. Flash Gordons from Pulp Fiction like it's Yeah. And a, an even more recent example of the same thing is magazines. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I while I agree reading an issue of Cosmo is not necessarily super literarily enhancing. Neither no. was reading an issue of of Nuts or Zoo in the UK by the way. No. Um but it's still reading, right? And I agree. I don't want. Uh, there will come a time when I when I will look at look. We're in our thirties now, Ronnie. I'm going to yeah. look at one of these things and be like, "Ugh, what? Kids are watching other kids play video games. That's ridiculous. That's never going to yeah. last." Yeah, and it will. It'll I come for think- us. Like there'll be something that happens to us, whatever it is, whether it's AI or VR. What there'll be something that turns us or it makes us turn around and go, "Oh, back in my day, we had this and we were happy with it." And it just happens every time. But I hope I can maintain at least enough generational perspective to recognize that. It's not the end of the world, man. And I'm kids just more, have their own thing like we had our own things. I'm more like, I, I my limitation is never on the like, I can't believe people are like stupid enough nowadays to do this. Yeah. Like with the metaverse, for example, which is, yeah. which is, uh, which is a seemingly taken a pretty cool, cooling hit. Um, my thing there is like the technology isn't there. If I could wear glasses that let me dip into a virtual reality world when I wanted, fine. I think that would something people would do. But if I have to plug in to the Oculus and cl- and move my coffee table and stand there for three hour three hours for the battery runs out and it looks like garbage mm. and nobody has legs and there's nothing to do in there, no, but that's not no. what I'm talking about. I I I I understand what you're saying. Yes, like that that just that's just a what I mean is well, I I think when it becomes convenient enough, I I I I'm not at the point yet where I'm like, oh, I can't believe people are doing this. But I guess I do feel like that about NPC live streams. So no, there'll come a time where, like, I had to connect my I think like Megan we went and visited Megan's grandma yesterday and mm-hmm. her smart TV for some reason had logged her out of her like channel 4 on demand yeah. streaming thing and I had to log her back into it because when she tried to a QR code code came up on the screen and I don't want to be mean to the, the lady she's in her 80s scared her oh so that's it. That was honestly what it was. Riley, she just looked at that. And she's like, I don't know what that is. I, I just couldn't understand it. And it's like, scan this she, QR code and put this code in to your phone. But she couldn't do that. Yeah, and so I did not. that for her. And it took me I love the five idea. Minutes. I love the idea that a, a, a QR code comes up and she's like, Riley has one of those on his arm. I'll call him. 
It's a missing. It's it's missing. No, from Pokemon, right? It's not a QR code, but it does I, oh, I love it. If she comes in, Megan's like, "Oh, Riley will help you." And mm. she looks at you, sees missing. She's no, he's one of them. He's, he's one of from, them. Yeah, he's yeah, from no, the organ. Yeah. He's from he's from inside yeah. the TV. But what, what I'm saying is, it's not about convenience. It's about no. once, at, at some point you cross a threshold in your life, and you're just like anything beyond now. This is just this is not my, this is not part of my life experience. Right? Wi-Fi for a certain generation is just too much to comprehend. Right wireless mobile telephones nope they want their landline right and that's fine it's okay it's all right to i still wear skinny jeans like it's 2012 and i always will right Dude, you you and i are in the same generation we both feel like that time between 2010 and 2014 was the real world and everything exactly. before or after that is kind of a weird fate haze exactly. of it and it's fine to be like that it's just don't yuck other people's yums and if you find the npc streaming weird or if you think it's silly or whatever else that's fine you can you're allowed to but uh, going out and saying like oh it's the it's the downfall of human humanity and civilization the, the next generation is doomed all that sort of stuff's like get out of town mate come on Get your hand off it. It's not that bad. I do remember seeing a, a, a TikTok a while ago oh, yeah. that was like, oh, my God, shout out to all my 2010s kids. And I was yeah. like, no, what? Are you joking? Yeah. And then someone else been like, wow, dude, 2018 just hits different. I was like, what are you talking about? That was like the worst year ever. Are you joking? <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. It's um, it's weird to think like, uh, like Megan's little sister is born in the year 2000. So she's like four or five, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're gonna we're well, gonna be carrying we're gonna be carrying those feelings around for the rest of our lives her, i mean her age is at least very easy to calculate <laughs> yes yeah yeah it's born january as well so it's um oh wow very, it, it's on very, very easy. anyway um if we yelled at the clouds for long enough dennis well that's well, i've dominated this episode so yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's fine that's, uh please feed us feed us some hot dogs we're two hungry hungry boys here's some ads yeah mm, oh. ads so good Yes, 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 yes. Love those ads. Um, I'm glad you actually ate up most of the uh, most of the episode. Like a, a hungry TikTok streamer eats, uh, just gargles the glizzies, Dennis. Because um, the digi glizzies. I don't. I don't have a huge amount to report on this week. Right, to be you are, you're. I thought you were Phileas Fogg over here. Haven't you circumnavigated the globe in the last like 72 hours? Yeah, Phineas Fogg's younger brother, Phileas Fogg, who who, who tragically made it around the world in. 81 days. Um, no. So I'm back over in Scotland, right? Um, let me tell you about the flight, Dennis, actually. Here we go. You ready for this story? It was fine. Riley, I would like to call you out very quickly. Go on. Because the character is called Phileas Fogg. No, it's not. Is it really? Oh, yes. I went so aggro too. Because oh, Phineas dude, Fogg was... is, from, is from Phineas and Ferb. I went. The so, oh, I came. I was. So, I came in so. That's hard. why I was like, "Hold up! I'm pretty sure this Jules Verne character is Phileas. Phileas Fogg. Oh no, dude, that's awful. Oh, it's oh okay. Look, goodness. dude, I get it. I'm the one. Like, out of the two, it's different. I'm the one. I guess I, I'm the one who's a history podcast. Phileas Fogg isn't a real person. <laughs> no, but you're the one who's going to get the literary reference wrong for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, Phileas Fogg, for some reason, around the world in 80 days, has an air of. I think some people think that was like, yeah, that's probably, that, that happened, right? Yeah, that guy, that's a, that's a real guy, right? He made a wager at his gentleman's club and, and went around the earth, went around the world. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, a great, happened. what a, what a great idea for a book that you can't really do nowadays. Oh, the the did this actually happen or not? No, just the what a big trip book. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, well, you could do it. It's just it just has to involve weird restrictions you know i'm on the wikipedia here for phileas fogg obviously because before i before i reverse called you out i had to double check the risk mm. there is too high <laughs> gender male spouse owed a nationally british occupation gambler i would say traveler let's be real but okay <laughs> no 
know he occupied himself with gambling a lot more to do with traveling. Famously, a, he only traveled for 80 days. That's true. A svelte trip by any standards. But no, you've, you've, you've globetrotted. <clears throat> I've trotted across the globe, and the flight was, as I say, entirely unremarkable. I don't have any interesting anecdotes to share from the flight, which I'm taking as a win. Yeah, I, 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 that is how I want all of my flights to be. You don't want flights to be interesting. No, correct. You don't want to be able to get off the plane and have a long conversation about how the flight was. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I want flights are something that I want to be unremarkable. Doctors' visits also would love those to be unremarkable. Yeah. How was you know? it? That was fine. It was fine. Yeah, yep. that's yeah, what you 100%. want. So yeah, we um we flew over, uh, landed back. First time I've been in Scotland for yeah like ten months visiting Megan's family. It's been it's been fine. It's been nice. It's the the sun has been shining. It's been the blistering eighteen degrees. Um, that's pretty good for over here. Yeah, and I it, it's. I was talking. I was talking to my friend John about this as well because he, he like I was like, oh yeah, it's cold. It's only eighteen. It's middle of summer, and he's like, oh, it's pretty bad. I was like, no, no, that's normal. And he's like, oh, I assumed you were always just like joking about how bad the weather was in Scotland. I was like, no, eighteen is warm. Like eighteen is normal or like towards the warmer end for like Scotland generally. And in the summer, like twenty is warm. Um, anyway, we're just doing weather chat, which is the worst kind of content. But um, no, look, it's 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 good to be back. I guess it's good to be back in the sense that I know that I'm leaving. If that helps, yeah, this is how you feel every time you come back to Scotland. You're like, ah, yeah, yeah I remember here. Remember, I, remember I remember why here. I left. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm I, I won't be devastated to to head back to warmer. Really? It is war- It's warmer back at home in Australia. Like, it, right, it is- you're coming. You're coming over here in a while. Coming over to Ireland as well. Looking forward to that. So we've got a, we've got a very busy couple of weeks. Barcelona yeah, you're, next you're, week. You're away a long time, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually not in Scotland all that much. Barcelona next week. Um, Southern Europe is going through a bit of a heat wave at the moment, so I'm looking forward, mm. to, looking forward to getting nice and sweaty over in Spain. That's going to be good. Flying to Barcelona for uh, the Magic Pro Tour, which is which will be good. And then I'm going to Italy with mm. Megan for a week. We're doing a whistle-stop tour. Um, uh, flying in and out of Florence. Megan really wants to go to places like Venice and Rome and... Um, you don't. I'm, I'm. Well, I'm. I don't like being. I don't like thinking of myself as a sort of "I told you so" person. But there is an element of me that I, I know I'm not going to be able to resist saying "I told you so" after we've been to Venice and Rome in July or August. Yeah. Well, that's honestly crazy. I thought you meant because it's very touristy and it'll be very busy. And yes, but that. If she, if, but yeah, but if she what? <laughs> well. I guess it'll be extra busy, but it also is going to be swelteringly hot. It's going to be stinking hot, and and the the cities are going to be super super crowded as well. Like, it, yeah. but look, Megan wants to go; she wants to tick it off the list, and that's yeah. Well, fine. she she if she'd never been to the Circus Maximus or the Colosseum or the Vatican or whatever. She wants yeah. to do that. That's okay, yeah. and that's fine. I that's that why. And, and and we're going, and it'll be fine. You know, we're gonna go and the see Vatican the Vatican Museum has to be has to be a veritable treasure trove for a history buff like you. The which one? The the Vatican Museum. I've actually never been into the Vatican. I crossed the line just like the, the, you should the go. The country. museum is phenomenal. Is it? Uh, yeah, I remember some. I remember the tour guide when we arrived was like, if you spent just under a minute looking at each of the like exhibits on display, yeah, uh, yeah. it would take you about twelve years to get through. So, so a, lot, a lot, of, lot of stuff in there. A lot of lot, oh, all crusaded and stolen. I mean, yes. some of, it's in Italy. Some of it's probably actually from just Rome. Fine. So but, very little of it. Most of it ill-gotten is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. like all museums. Like, like, all, like almost all museums, yeah. Almost, sure. yeah. All, all, all British museums, <laughs> which is yeah. the majority all, of museums. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, local museums about the culture of the place you're in. Fine. Cool. The vast mm. majority stolen a couple hundred years ago yeah. and not changing. Um, 
But yeah, the Vatican Museum, because you maybe you don't anymore, but when I went, you had to go through it to get to the Sistine Chapel. Oh, it was it, rather than exit through the gift shop, it was enter, enter through the museum. Yeah, and that has a weird cooling effect because it is, you know, massive, you know, oil paintings of like war or like mm. some some napoleonic thing mm. or some renaissance art that these huge things like meters across canvases mm. right mm. and you spend like an hour or two or three looking at these gorgeous marble sculptures all this stuff and you get to the end and you're like oh yeah there's there's adam and eva there's there's adam and god i guess and it's this like postage stamp sized um like little painting way up on the scene. Oh, you're talking about Michelangelo's creation of man. Yes. Yes. Right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you're like, oh yeah, there it is. Because I spent three hours seeing some of the most phenomenal art I've seen in my entire life, and now also yeah. this. Well, this is the fact they have when you go and see the Mona Lisa as well. The Mona Lisa is tiny. Yeah. Tiny. Well, yeah. Tiny. Tiny. It is it's like an A4 tiny. piece of paper. Agreed. But um, there's also. Would you like to see the most um, fut- futile job in the world? You can see it in the Sistine Chapel, Riley. Yeah. What's that? It is the poor man. I suppose yeah. it could also be one, but it was man when I went there. Um, standing in the corner, yelling, no flash, no flash, no flash photography. As oh, a sardine horde of tourists yes. pour flash photography onto yep. this hundreds of year old painting. And then, you know. People say that the robots are coming for our jobs, Dennis. That sounds like one of the easiest jobs in the world to automate, but no, they've got someone yeah, in there. A robot, a robot with a taser, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like automating it might make it a bit easier for the, the rules oh, to actually but be I remember that, that's such a Sisyphean, Sisyphean task. We're like, yeah. please, for the love of God. And I went when I was a kid, so it was before like 4K camera phones. So maybe mm. it's better now with better white balancing and stuff. People don't need to use their flashes. Mm-hmm. But oh, it was it was like it was like a concert. You know when you get like a, or when like someone hits a, a a baseball at a baseball game and you see that like the ripple of like the of all the flash bulbs go across. Yes, it was like that all day long. That guy. You know what that guy's job is though. This is really interesting because we're we're coming after these NPC streamers. We're saying that oh look all they're doing you know they're just reacting to stimuli. What's he, he? He's drawing a full-time wage for it. He's drawing yeah. a full-time wage. All he's doing, he sees a camera flash go off and he goes, please don't do that. No flash photography. Yeah. Another one goes off. Please don't do that. No flash photography. No, no, no. No flash. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> flash so bad. No, no, no. He's, yeah, he's, he's probably got a pension. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. We, we should be careful who we're taking swings out. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to delete. And then I'm coming over to visit you as well later on yes. in August. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Island, oh, so should, good. I, we, should, we, need to, we need to stop this before it permanently ruins the way I talk to other human beings. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, to go back to some, some of the longer-term impacts of streaming, right? Um, Megan says, Sag. Wow, um, that's I like started, three steps I've, removed. I started using Pog ironically, oh, and then, then it just became a thing that we just say on the so Discord, and I, I don't think this- people... I remember ironically to, anymore to the Rooster Tooth podcast and Bernie yeah. Burns saying people who come in to work wearing an ironic hat because it's mm. goofy mm. and it's like oh you're wearing a dumb hat mm. and you come in the next day wearing the same ironic hat <laughs> on day three it's just your hat it's the irony hat. Is, yeah. irony is stripped away and yeah. that's how I feel that you know yeah. that's how pog the, that's that, that's the pog the pog ramp if you will the pog eats into the uh, eats into the face but yeah what are we going to do in Ireland because I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to go check out Ireland's Garden State equivalent. Well, I suppose the Garden State is New Jersey, but I think Garden, Wicklow is the Garden County. You specifically wanted to go to Wicklow. I'd love to go to Wicklow. 
My parents want to have dinner with you. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your parents again. Looking forward to catching up with the uh, with the international assassin, assassin Mozart. Yeah, I mean, th- they listen. They, they listen to this podcast. So b- big, big ups. Shout out. There we go. Yeah, big ups to um, Bray. <laughs> Bray <they're>, massive. <laughs> yeah, Bray massive. Exactly, dude. Um, they want to. So Riley, mm. we can go anywhere you want for dinner. Okay. Where would you like to go? Well, you know the burger place that you went that no. you proposed to Nikki in. Oh, too soon, no, 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 dude. You know, you know that place. Sorry, I, brought, I shouldn't have brought it up at all. Sorry, yeah, it hurts, cue the end yeah. music. Who can yeah, exactly? The- Who can say where the burger place goes, Dennis? But no, um, <laughs> is there a place like that? Because I think that's where I'm aiming at, like a nice burger place. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I can find a nice burger place. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's instead go to a Brazilian steakhouse, all you can eat, where you have to eat an entire thing. Of- have we ever talked about the podcast? Well, I think we should because it is. It's. It. I was wondering if you were gonna own up to it but then i realized of course you are because you don't mind being the villain in stories you don't mind being portrayed as no. the no so we went to a brazilian steakhouse where was it um i think it was somewhere in the uk i think it that was, sounds I right think i think it was, it was in, in liverpool i, I think it was in liverpool or something. no yeah. i think it was liverpool yeah i think it was liverpool it was a um, churrascaria so we're if you've ever if you've ever been to if americans are listening you've ever been to a fogo de chao that is a yeah. churrascaria if people from the uk are listening you've ever been to a fazenda that is a churrascaria but for those of you that don't know they basically roast all these different meats it's like 90 percent beef some chicken mm-hmm. some lamb yeah and then they bring it to your table on a big sword and they cut you a little slice off and much like the mpc streamer of dining you get a little piece of meat Roughly every twenty to thirty seconds yes. of all these different cuts prepared all these different ways, yada yada, and then yep. the sides and stuff. It's usually a little pricier than a normal meal, but not by much considering it's all, it's kind of all you can eat and stuff. Um, very common for like business meetings. Very common for people who are like in their late twenties, early thirties who want to do a cool thing. Very common um, for people who aren't actually picking up the bill as well. Yes, yeah, um, because I think it, this it, was it, this was on the company card. I think yes, it was. Yeah, it's actually I thing. actually don't think they're that expensive a lot of the time, but the booze there is comically expensive usually. So yes, okay. Well, so we we go to this place, um, and it was I'm, a fazenda. I've I don't I, now I don't eat beef at all, but back then I was not. I've never I've never been huge on beef. And what are you going to eat? Sidebar: What are you going to eat at this burger place you want to go to? I get the chicken burger. I always get the chicken burger. Okay, yeah, right, okay. Anyway, so um. We go to this place, and Dennis knows that I'm not into steak. Dennis has had a long beef, I guess, with me not really liking steak, and so mm-hmm. he was like, "We're going to go to this Brazilian steakhouse, and you're going to and you're going to try something. You're going to love it, right?" And I had, I not, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do it the indignity of trying to pass it off as a joke. I had said to him, "Well, as long as it's well done," because I don't know, I, I, I. I, I know there's a lot of shame wrapped up in this, but I don't I don't I like well done meat. If I'm gonna have it, I want it cooked properly. I don't want it just waved over a grill or have the chef explain to it the concept of heat. I want the meat to be cooked, right? But I know that there's a level of stigma attached to that. So when we went to this place, I was like, I'm just gonna ask for medium like a normal person and I'll eat it medium, right? You, that was fine. you get that was you giving ground. That was me giving up a lot of ground because, well, I didn't want to deal, first of all, with you hanging shit on me. I also didn't want to deal with the rest of the table doing it. And I certainly didn't want to deal with the indignity of someone turning up with a uh, a bowl of charred meat and asking who ordered well done because I knew I would pay the price for that. I didn't want to be the center of that Do you guys bring a dog with you? Is there a yeah. dog here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Dennis, what happened next after we arrived? Um, you, order, you tried to order your meat medium well, I believe, actually. 
I, I might have been talked into going to medium well. I thought I thought I was going to land on medium because I really no. I'm pretty sure I went medium, dude. I'm pretty medium, sure that I went medium. Medium well is more well than medium. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't want to be tarred with the well brush at all. I think they would have served you medium meat. Is the problem. But that's fine. I was ready to accept that because I didn't want to make. I didn't want to be the the, the middle. Because so we my, were, we my, the, my my memory right, of this is you you asked for it, you asked for it well done. No, which it sounds no. like is not what happened. Okay. This isn't what happened at all. No, no, definitely not. This is not me being Stranyak. This is not the release the Stranyak cut. I thought you were asked for my 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 memory is you asked for it well done. Yeah, they were like we'll have to cook it just for you. Yes, yeah. because nobody else wants that. No basically. one else wants that. Yeah. yeah. So if you're willing to eat the whole, I don't know how big this thing was, dude. It was probably like two or three kilograms of beef. These A things. swords full of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Swords it's full like of meat. I'm yeah. trying to think of something that's roughly the same size, like. Like a violin of meat. Yeah, a violin of meat. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not that's not how I remember it. So, I, well, I think the beats are the same, but it sounds like the order you made is different. Do you know why the guy turned up with the sword full of well done meat? Why is because you ordered it. Is that what happened? My memory of it is you were like, "Oh, Riley, here I got you some well done meat because I know that's how you wanted it." And then because the, the guy came over and he's like, "Who ordered well done?" Exactly in the way that I didn't want to have happen. And Dennis went, "Ah, this guy right here." <laughs> that sounds like me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I won't dispute that. If and that's then, the testimony, I won't. I won't. Dis- I won't sign then, it, but I won't dispute it. But then what happened right after that is you felt very bad because he brought over a violin worth of meat. You thought he would just bring over a piece or two, but they cooked yes. an entire thing, right? And they explained they had to cook a bunch of meat. Well done. I don't know Which why. Which is ridiculous, just by the way. You could just, just definitely grill. just cut it it's in like, half. Just put yeah. one bit on the grill and leave it there. Anyway, whatever. But yeah, no one else at the table wanted any. Because why would you? And also, when I had it, it wasn't well done. It was congratulations, man. It was. It was. It was they a, went all the way. <laughs> it was a. It was a brickhead. It was their, a brickhead of beef. When someone comes to a restaurant like that and orders well done, it usually means they want it burnt. To be fair. I remember every time at the time when, and we can and we could wrap on this because we were way over time actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, the beefy app. When I went to dinner with uh, Nikki's family, I hope she doesn't mind me telling this story. And people were ordering pheasants. Did I tell you about this? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very yeah, similar. This is about so, the um, the buckshot. Yeah. So yeah. we were ordering people were ordering pheasant, and the, I, I, I'd order a pheasant, and the waiter go, "Just so you know, it come when it comes, it's a little bit pink in the middle." That's it, that's how it's supposed to be cooked. It's mm-hmm. it, don't panic, basically. Yeah, that's fine. No, yeah, sure, that's sure. how that's how birds. That's how poultry is supposed to be cooked. Not not fully. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's a darker. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was like, cool. Her, um, her sister orders the same thing, same spiel. Just so you know, what arrives, it'll be pink in the middle. And Riley, I think you'd actually admire this. Nikki's mother, because of her, uh, can I have the pheasant, please. Uh, just so you know, um, when it arrives, it'll be a little bit pink in the in the middle. And she hands in the menu and goes, mine won't. And he's like, okay, fair mm. enough. I mm. get it. Yeah. <laughs> I understand yeah. what I'm dealing with here. But didn't you also get warned about there being buckshot in the pheasant as well? And there was buckshot in my pheasant. Yeah. Did yeah, you get warned luck. about that? Or did you just, did you just uh, break your teeth on just, it? I think you're supposed to know if it's game that that's a it's one, of the, one of those. It's one of those rich people things. Mm-hmm. One of those rich people things. You eat pheasant, you expect buckshot. Yeah, I, I do think it's one of those things where it loops around, where it's like, it's a fancy food, it's like, yeah, we don't need to cook it all the way. They, there could be crap in it. They don't need, they'll, they'll, they'll eat it. They'll pay, they'll, they'll pay, they'll, they'll, they'll pay, pay the for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, look, Dennis, um, if you want to go and run back the Fogo to shower I, in in Ireland, because now I don't eat beef at all, 
Um, no, well, no, I think we're probably going to go to Patrick Gibo's Riley and get you the same French waiter uh, we had at the wedding. <laughs> so yeah, well, well, you can't keep bringing up these stories if you don't want to tell them. But I think I think listeners will know about the time that Dennis bought me a 140 euro steak, and I ate it. And it was fine. It was okay. They could have cooked it a bit more, I guess. How good were the was... how, good, how good were the mashed potatoes? Though? The mashed potatoes are oh my, the mashed butter. Oh my goodness. Yeah, oh. mashed butter with potato mashed flavoring. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, no. Look, we'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. Um, and uh, we'll don't ne- ne- Well, next week should be a very interesting episode. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Yeah, let's put it that way. One of the reasons that I uh, couldn't. Um, talk too much about what's been going on this week actually (laughs) how's that for a hook all right see you nerds next week thank you for listening to this episode of have a listen to this your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, riley knight and dennis trainiac if you like the show please tell your friends about it if you didn't like it i guess tell them anyway but um hopefully they download it and they like it or if they don't those downloads show up just the same to be honest if you really like the show you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and you know help us keep the lights and the mics on over here